Have you ever been burnt by an email or text message that was misunderstood? Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 21 of Tractate Nadarim, and we learn the importance of tone and clarity from the lack of punctuation in the Torah itself. Stalin gets up one day and gathers everyone together. Comrades, I have a major announcement. I've just received a telegram from Trotsky that you all need to hear. Listen to this. Joseph Stalin, the Kremlin, Moscow, you were right, I was wrong. You are the true heir to Lenin, I should apologize, Leon Trotsky. The crowd is ecstatic. But then an old Jewish tailor beckons to Stalin. Your Eminence, I think such an important telegram deserves to be read with more enthusiasm and expression. May I? Stalin nods and hands him the piece of paper. He reads, Joseph Stalin, the Kremlin, Moscow. You were right? I was wrong? You are the true heir to Lenin? I should apologize? Leon Trotsky. Let's look at today's Gemara. A fellow once came before Rabbi Asi to request dissolution of a vow. Rabbi Asi asked him, do you regret making the vow? He replied, no. And he released the vow for him. Says the Rashba, this is our reading of the Gemara. A fellow once came before Rabbi Asi to request dissolution of a vow. Rabbi Asi asked him, do you regret making the vow? He replied, yes. And he released the vow for him. But some have the following version. He replied, no. And he released it. According to this reading, it appears that what no was said rhetorically as if to say, would one not have regret? This is a no that is really like a yes, and he therefore released the vow. Let's analyze the Gemara. When an individual makes a vow and then wishes to have the vow annulled, he must go to the rabbi who finds an opening to release the person from his verbal commitment. In this case, why did Rabbi Asi release the man if he didn't even regret making the vow? There are two ways to read the Gemara. Either the reading is that Rabbi Asi asks him if he regrets the vow and he says yes, or he responds no question mark. Our copy of the Gemara has the no response, but given the fact that the Gemara has no punctuation, how is it possible to know that the fellow responds with a rhetorical negative? Let's return to the story of Trotsky's telegram. Rabbi Mordechai Becher uses the story as a parable to highlight the necessity of the Torah Shabal Peh, the oral law. Given the lack of vowels and punctuation in the Sefer Torah, there's no way anyone could understand the meaning of the written law without an oral tradition of explanation. If you look into the Torah, there are no verse breaks or chapter breaks, and without the vowels, a word may be read ten different ways. Obviously, the oral tradition was always there to explain the meaning. How should we respond when literalists claim that the Torah only prohibited cooking a goat in its mother's milk, chalav, and not a total ban on meat and milk mixtures? We respond by asking them how they know that the Torah is discussing milk at all. Given the lack of vowels, maybe the Torah actually doesn't want the goat cooked in its mother's fat. Chalev. Without the oral tradition, the letters are absolutely meaningless. In fact, as we see from our Gemara, even the oral law needs an oral tradition of punctuation to explain it. That's why we can't simply invent our own interpretation of Jewish texts. Without an authentic tradition of how to read it, the text alone has no meaning. On a personal day-to-day level, we're all familiar with the problem of misinterpreting punctuation and intonation. Have you ever been burnt by an email or a text message? You write something quickly only to realize that the recipient has completely misunderstood your tone. I know these two sisters who sadly didn't talk to one another for months because one sister didn't understand that her sister's email was meant tongue-in-cheek. Tone and context are vitally meaningful. 
After a few years of broken telephone, one social media genius figured out that the problem could be mitigated somewhat with the introduction of emojis. That way you can demonstrate the intention of your tone. When you think about it, it's ironic that after thousands of years we've reverted to communicating via hieroglyphics, right? Always check over your emails and text messages before sending and ask yourself if you might be misinterpreted. And remember that if that's the case for a simple text message, how much more careful must you be with your understanding of Torah? May you never create the wrong impression in the material or spiritual realms. Wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Zatara. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe to achieving a life of simcha and purpose. Transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.